This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, all right. This is No Cap with Night God. Um, in spite of my recent banning from TikTok, um, to me, it was a wrongful ban. I'm working on getting my account back. If anybody knows of any avenue or way of getting it back or knows somebody that knows somebody that uh, maybe works at TikTok, um, any help would be greatly appreciated. Um, I guess I'll go through and kind of explain why or what happened um, that led to the ban. So, uh, my first community guidelines violations are the the charade of them, I guess, started in uh, early July, right after the 4th. Uh, I literally just shot off a firework uh, in my backyard. Man, I had been watching uh, firework videos on TikTok all of the 4th. Um, and one of them, they were shooting... Uh, roaming candles at each other um but they flagged me on mine who w- which was just a regular you know shoot off the ground and go boom uh firework for a dangerous uh, activity so okay kind of tried it a little, uh, lightly and uh i thought i was fine i posted a couple videos on the buseji mountain secrets um the caverns within the Buseji Mountains that were discovered in the, by the Pentagon in 2002. Um, started talking about that and the tunnels leading to it, the energy shields and all the um, holographic images and stuff presented. And then uh, started sharing the source on the post because a lot of people had been complaining, no source, no proof, it's fake, it's not true. So. I was like, well, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, I can't imagine they're going to steal my content, you know, and, and really do much with it. So I just started posting it to see what people would say, how they'd react. Um, so I started commenting the source, hiddenfromhumanity.com. And I did that probably four or five times and eventually um, got a notification from TikTok violating the comment uh, which was hidden from humanity.com that was literally it that was the only comment uh, that I made on that particular the only thing I said in that particular comment um, so they violated that uh, which was kind of weird to me you know why violate it if it's not true anyway I mean if it's just a fairy tale well, what's the big deal um so that kind of gave me the thought that maybe there's a little more truth to it than I realized. So they violated me for that. And then not even probably a week later, maybe three or four days later, I shared and duetted a video, the one that was going around viral 
of the two girls on a bench swing, kind of swinging over the side of a deep or a steep hill. Maybe, you know, or a mountain if you, it wasn't quite a mountain though, it was a hill, but it was really steep. And uh, the chain broke and they flew over the side of it. So I guess maybe, I mean, the, the, the video that I duetted was a stitch by a whole nother creator. So at the end of the day, I don't understand why I got violated for graphic and, you know, um, dangerous content. I don't know. It was graphic, supposedly. Uh, I got violated. The original guy who stitched the video did not miraculously and is still creating today. So after that, they sent me a notification stating that I couldn't post for 24 hours. And there was something telling me at that moment that I should delete my account. I imagine that being, I, the reason I say that is because I imagine that being some sort of defense to actually getting banned. How can they ban a deleted, deleted account? Um, it just sucks because if I delete my account, then I got to reinstate myself in the creator fund and reinstate myself in the creator marketplace. But really, I mean, and they have to approve it. So they don't like when you delete your account. Um, in the beginning, when I first started creating, I would delete it all the time and reset the the um, algorithm so I could get a fresh set of eyes. Or like if I was getting maybe minorly shadow banned, it would reset the shadow ban. Um, but yeah, as a creator now, I delete my account. It can reinstate as long as I re-log in within 30 days. I wish I would have tried that. Um, next time I may, because I had a feeling, but I mean, when they give you a 24-hour ban of posting on some just straight up, it's just out of this, out of left field violations, I didn't think they would just, you know, I, I think I literally went like, like took a shower or something and came back out and looked at my phone and I was banned. So I don't know. It's stressful. It sucks because it's, you know, it's, um, my main avenue of traffic. Uh, that's how I like get a lot of my, uh, subscribers on YouTube. Um, you know, I guess it's just the name of the game on the content I'm sharing. I don't know. It's, it's rough, though, because, you know, you, you know I had 1.7 million followers, put a lot of work and time into it for it just to be ripped out of my hands in a matter of seconds. Uh, but I've been hearing and reading, doing some reading online, that they're having an issue with um, spam reporting going on uh, or bots that got out of hand and started spam reporting. Because I truly don't believe I was banned by an individual. For some reason, it did not feel as though I was banned by an individual. Uh, it just felt very generic. And as soon as I reported or appealed my decision or appealed their decision, um, I wrote a long letter explaining what was going on. Uh, as soon as I did that, I mean, it wasn't 30 seconds later that... Uh, I got a decision on that appeal. Like, they didn't even read it. So it almost tells me that maybe it was a bot. Because a bot would be able to read it in a matter of seconds. Um, but what do you say to a bot that's going to be any type of, you know, emotion involved or, in a, you know, any type of intellect or feeling? 
they're just going to look for trigger words and then ban you. Uh, what type of trigger words? I'd have no idea what you'd say to a bot that would not get you banned. I also think it's maybe a way of just slowing down creators that are going, you know, hella viral at the time. And I don't know. That, I mean, they just did the same thing to Joe Gillespie. He got banned for less than, I mean, I remember watching his account, uh, maybe five days. And he eventually got it back. And when he got it back, he wasn't getting shit for views. Because obviously when people go to your account and they see you've been banned, they quit going back to your account. Um, so it's rough. I'm going to keep my head down, uh, keep chugging as long as I can. Uh, it's just hard when, you know, on, tic- or on YouTube I only got 5,000 subscribers and Instagram I only got two. So I don't know. Hopefully maybe my YouTube can make moves and and or my podcast. I'd really love it if my podcast would take off. Uh, I'd kill for at least a thousand views on one uh, podcast. And I was heading then that, uh, that what's demoralizing is I was heading in that direction. I felt a new vibe, if you will, on, uh, on TikTok that I was getting to the next level. Um, I was starting to feel like, yeah, I was kind of, um, excelling and excelling fast, you know, um, so, and obviously the type of content I share, uh, they're super fond of, but I mean, mostly, most people don't believe this shit anyway, you know, so if you do, you're a quack, I mean, what the hell, you know, that's what they treat you, so what the hell does it matter? I mean, I don't know, I don't know, so, but either way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep sharing, I don't give a shit, um, I don't. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a story. Uh, whether you deem it true or not, it's up to you. Um, I feel it is. I feel it is. And honestly, I was uh, going through some, uh, talking to a fan or a buddy, anyway, uh, about this. And he started talking about some other stuff kind of on the same plane. He's actually an older gentleman and started talking about, um, I'll explain later, the Bible. And I'm not usually a, a, a Bible guy, but I sat there and listened to him for a while. And I thought, you know, a couple things triggered. And maybe later on, I'll decide to share that because a lot of people, they don't want to hear the Bible. They don't want to hear anything about it. Uh, but I, when I talk, uh, when I talk about it, I'm going to be talking about it in a historical context, not trying to preach or trying to sway anybody to believe just, uh, wildly interesting. Some of the stuff he said and how it pertains to these stories here. So maybe when I come to that, I'll explain it a little better. And see what you guys think. Uh, I don't want to scare anybody off, though, because I'm not. I'm not trying to be a preacher. We're trying to Bible, push the Bible in any way, shape, or form. But as far as a historical text goes, the Bible is more accurate than people give it credit for. And 
it honestly blew my mind uh, what this old man was talking about. And he was he's a he's pretty knowledgeable of the Bible, and he was talking about a place in the Bible that sounded just insanely like uh, some of these caverns or projection rooms sounded like. And the coincidences seem to be too real to to ignore, you know? So it kind of blew my mind for sure. And I don't really know what to think of it quite yet. I need to do a little more research on exactly what the Bible states this place is. But I put two and two together and it absolutely blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. It uh, it just clicked all at once and I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Uh, but a lot of people don't want to hear it or don't believe in it. So it's a tough, it's a tough line to tread. And truth be told, even the people that believe in it would really have a hard time with what I found out or figured out um, on my own, kind of. And I mean, obviously, with these texts and, you know, it was like it was just this order of events that fell into place. And all of a sudden, I was just like, bing, light went on. And holy shit, you know. So, uh, I really want to share it with you guys, but I can't yet. But I am going to share and continue to read this document that I got, uh, the hiddenfromhumanity.com document. So, like, so far we had found out the Pentagon used ground-penetrating radar to discover these massive caverns into uh, this one massive cavern in the Vuceji Mountains, and they had actually seen one in Iraq, underground, near Baghdad. And I had actually heard that Saddam Hussein was actually very close to discovering that, excuse me, particular cavern, and a possible reason for the U.S. going to Baghdad had a little to do with this, not just oil. So go figure, you know, go figure. But uh, there's a lot of diplomatic tension right now. There's a lot of diplomatic tension going on at the moment between the U.S. and Romania. And they're fighting. They're fighting about what they should do with the information that they have. They found this room that had uh, holograms and this ancient text that would show you the history of mankind and the history of Earth. Massive tables and chairs that were built for people much taller than us. Uh, crazy stuff, guys. It's crazy stuff. And uh, they found this monoatomic gold. And that's supposed to make you live until you're a, thou uh, a thousand years old. So they found all kinds of uh, wild, wild stuff in there. And it was like groundbreaking. They figured the room was 15.